Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Blaze Radio Network. And now, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. Well, we have now heard from the Justice Department on the Jeffrey Epstein prison case. A Justice Department watchdog concluded that a series of systemic issues enabled the financier to take his own life in jail. In a 120-page report, the DOJ cited acts of negligence and misconduct, including staffing shortages, failures to check on inmates, and non-recording security cameras. Now, the report comes after a series of conspiracy theories about the financier's death, including that there was foul play. Huh. Well, the DOJ has reiterated that there was no criminality in Epstein's death. And, you know, they outlined recommendations for improvements in federal prisons. But for sure, there was no criminality in his death. So how about you and all your friends just shut up about it, okay? (laughs) Uh, You didn't expect anything else, did you? Welcome. Welcome to Chewing the Fat. So, for the first time, one of the world's most common artificial sweeteners is set to be declared a possible carcinogen next month by a leading global health body. Okay, according to two sources, two sources with knowledge of the process... Uh, pitting it against the food industry and regulators. Aspartame, used in products from Coca-Cola diet sodas to Mars, extra chewing gum, and some Snapple drinks, will be listed in July as possibly carcinogenic to humans. And as the first time by the International Agency for Research on Cancer, the IARC, and the World Health Organization's who cancer research arm okay so is it really going to happen we don't know the uh, iarc ruling finalized uh, earlier this month after a meeting of the group's external experts is extended to assess whether something is a potential hazard or not based on all the published evidence okay it does not take into account how much of the product a person can safely consume So this advice for individuals comes from a separate WHO expert committee on food additives known as the JECFA, which uh, you, of course, know as the Joint WHO and Food and Agriculture Organization's Expert Committee on Food Additives. (laughs) These people, man. Okay, so similar IARC rulings in the past uh, for different substances have raised concerns among consumers about their use, led to lawsuits, pressured manufacturers to recreate recipes and go to alternatives, which led to criticism that the IARC's assessments could be confusing to the public. Uh, You know, the JECFA and the WHO Committee on Additives is also reviewing aspartame this year. 
That uh, will be announced, I think, on the 14th of July. Remember, back in 1981, the JECFA, and of course, you remember the JECFA is the Joint Who and Food and Agriculture Organization's Expert Committee on Food Additives, said that aspartame is safe to consume within accepted daily limits. For example, an adult weighing 132 pounds and i mean i've got a toe that weighs 132 pounds but okay would have to drink between 12 and 36 cans of diet soda depending on the amount of aspartame in the beverage every day to be at risk now that view has been shared and and including you know all i mean all over the world the national regulators um so we'll see um, I, I know these uh, committees' findings are confidential, are they? But uh, they want them to be complementary to each other. So it's the first fundamental step, according to them, to understand carcinogenicity. No, carcinogenicity. Carcinogenicity. Yeah, that's what I said. Carcinogenicity. Yeah, okay. I got it. So the tests are going to determine the probability of a specific type of harm. It can occur under certain conditions and levels. And the industry regulators are like, hey, you're holding both of these processes around the same time. Could be confusing. Uh, We can't figure it out. So they want to try to coordinate everything and make it right. We'll see. On top of which, uh, you know, they are sparking like needless alarm, really. Uh, because there's four different levels of classification. There's carcinogenic, probably carcinogenic, possibly carcinogenic, and not classifiable. Okay, and the levels are based on strength of evidence rather than how dangerous a substance it is. And you know, you go back to the what was the what was it the 1981 study that uh, said that uh, you had to be. If you were 132 pounds, you would have to drink 12 to 36 cans of diet soda, uh, depending on the amount of aspartame and the beverage, every day to be at risk. Okay. So, yeah, uh, if you are drinking 12 to 36 cans of diet soda a day, you know what? You're at risk. (laughs) Good luck. God bless. Make your own choices. Just, (sighs) but no, we can't do that. We've got to have rulings from such fine fine groups like the jecfa from uh, the who which is the joint who and food and agricultural organizations expert committee on food additives pretty sure everyone knows that they shouldn't be drinking 12 to 36 cans of soda a day right uh, even if you do, you know, hey, you know, it probably is going to be an issue. I'm pretty sure that's, uh, I'm okay with that. I'm, I'm okay with you knowing, yeah, you know, you made the choice, so it's going to be an issue. And, you know, I know a lot of people, you shouldn't drink diet sodas or sodas at all. They are so bad for you. Okay, I, I get it. Make your choice. Don't drink it. Good for you. Just drink water. I know. Or, or drink there's other there's other there's other fine drinking things that you can drink that are so much better for you i know i know what are you working for my son at better you performance now <laughs> okay i got it and we have a new report on baby food i used to know a guy <laughs> sidetracked for a little bit i used to, every time i do a story about baby food i used to know this guy who loved baby food 
Have you, are you a fan of baby food? I mean, he would get uh, baby food. That would what he would eat for snacks. Uh, different, you know, the different baby foods. And that's the way he would have his snacks was baby food. So it's just, uh, and you get, you know, he's enjoying it. So you might as well jump in and have a couple of jars of baby food. This is back before baby food was a million dollars a bottle or a jar. Anyway, there's a new report on baby food. Analysis has found that levels of heavy metals in baby food are declining. Well, that's good news. Uh, One study previously found that 94% of store-bought baby food contained lead. High levels of exposure to toxic metals can be dangerous to babies' developing brain. Really? So for years, advocates and lawmakers have pushed for greater regulations of what lawmakers are pushing for greater regulations no so they want greater regulations of course in the baby food industry so now the report says that there's been a decline in metals like arsenic cadmium and lead in some baby foods oh okay so researchers said that still uh more more still needs to be done uh, to make these products safer what we need is more regulations you can never have enough regulations if you're an advocate for something and a lawmaker you are pushing for more regulations that is a hundred percent fact now if you're an advocate for less regulations <laughs> you are dumb okay <laughs> <laughs> so anyway that's good news that uh the levels of heavy metals in baby food are declining but it's never enough because there's never enough regulations so you can look forward to more regulations on baby foods which always lowers the price of things right right and as long as we're talking about regulations uh, i see where the pregnant workers fairness act is now in effect oh thank you uh man do i feel better about everything and again it will drop prices on everything right and it'll be great for the workplace right so the pregnant workers fairness act the pf no the pwfa uh goes into effect yay it's already in effect uh there are already i thought federal laws that protect employees from being fired or discriminated against because of pregnancy, childbirth, or related medical conditions. However, that's never enough. We need more regulations on everything. So employers have not been legally required to provide accommodations. So that potentially is putting uh, workers' pregnancies and safety at risk. Is it? Okay. So now... The uh, PWFA requires any employer with at least 15 workers to provide reasonable accommodations. And please explain to me what reasonable accommodations are. It will never be enough. More regulations on the way uh, will be tagged onto this Pregnant Workers Fairness Act. So right now, uh, pregnant employees can ask their workplace for things like a closer parking spot. Or does that mean that they bump, they go ahead of the handicapped parking spaces? Or do they have to go just to the other side of the handicapped parking space? Or is it going to be a, a, a handicap slash pregnancy parking space? That's probably what you're going to do. Uh, flexible working hours. 
Yeah, we can't have you working uh, when you're pregnant. Uh, nobody, no woman has ever worked while they were pregnant. Uh, and the ability to sit or drink water. <laughs> was there a workplace that was telling a pregnant lady, uh, no, you can't sit down and have a drink. No, uh, I don't care if you're pregnant or not. Was there? Come on now. So workers can also ask for time off to recover from childbirth. Oh, Okay. Uh, you know, I mean the mom, but of course this doesn't just mean the mom. I mean, the husbands are taking time off too, which is amazing to me. So employers will need to grant the request unless doing so creates a major expense or challenge on the business. (laughs) Uh, can I sit down and have a drink of water? No, uh, that creates uh, way too much expense and a challenge on my business. No, you can't sit down and drink water. (laughs) (laughs) okay so pregnant workers are also going to be able to file a claim with the federal government i love doing that uh if their needs aren't being met under the new law one legal expert said the expanded protections will improve the health and economic security of women will it about three million women according to this work while pregnant every year And I bet you none of them until now were able to sit and drink water. (laughs) This is agonizing to me. Uh, Now they'll have greater legal protection so they can do their jobs without risking their health. Well, they really can't do their job. They're not doing their job if they have to have flexible working hours and if they have to sit down and drink water sometimes at work. That's just... I just can't believe that there was ever anyone that said, no, you can't. I don't care if you're pregnant. No, you're not sitting down and taking a drink. No, I'm sorry. You can't do that. And if, if you're pregnant and you're coming to work and you have a difficult time, you know, you can't park far away, you park up close. Uh, you know, of course, who's telling you you can't, you're not parking up close. Well, who's telling you that? I, I, it's unbelievable to me. But, I don't know, that's good news. You have the pregnant workers fairness act in effect now so if you're pregnant and you want to park closer and need flexible working hours and you want to have the ability to sit and drink water uh man you can do it now with no fears of retribution all right i'm not pregnant are you sure yeah i'm positive i'm not pregnant however i do need something cold to drink so let's go to the break room shall we So for the first time in more than 40 years, the first and second spots on the music charts were held and are held by country music artists. Okay. Uh, Morgan Wallen's Last Night has held the number one spot on Billboard's Hot 100 chart for 12 weeks. And Luke Combs' cover of Tracy Chapman's 1988 release, Fast Car, reached the number two spot this week. So congratulations to those two country artists who are holding the first and second spots on the music chart. Speaking of uh, music charts, uh, Madonna, who has not been on the charts for quite some time, uh, she is in trouble. She, uh, her tour is postponed, and she's recovering from an ICU stay. Uh, I know. She was been released from intensive care and is recovering, according to her longtime manager. But the celebration tour has been postponed. On Saturday... Uh, Madonna developed a serious bacterial infection, which led to, you can, 
you can go ahead and try to figure out how that happened any way you want. You can write your own jokes, which led to a several day stay at the ICU. Her health is improving. However, she is still under medical care. I don't know if that means if she's still in the hospital or if she's being taken care of at home. A full recovery is expected. At this time, we will need to pause all commitments, which includes the tour. We shall share more details with you as soon as we have them, including a new start date for the tour and for rescheduled shows. Now, she hasn't posted anything on Instagram in a while, so she must be uh, sick. Uh, Her verified uh, Madonna account, the last post was the calm before the storm. And it had, uh, what, uh, I don't know, uh, nine photos on it of her getting ready for the tour. Looks like she's laid off some of the fillers and, uh, you know, calmed down on on the work, too, for the tour. So, uh, anyway, she, as soon as she's up and running, I'm sure she'll be posting on Instagram, but, um, we'll see. We shall see. I mean, I hope that she's doing fine. She's had the hip surgery. She's talked about staying in shape and she, this tour was supposed to be the 40 year anniversary tour of her career. And so, you know, good luck. I hope she, I hope she recovers and gets back to it like only Madonna can do. Then you have Jamie Foxx. Uh, Still not himself, according to the headline, following health crisis. But it says here, getting the best care that from an exclusive source. So the They Clone Tyrone star continues to recover after experiencing a medical complication in April. Right. I wonder what that medical complication was. No, it wasn't that. Don't think like that because it definitely was not that. (laughs) Uh, According to the story, he's getting the best care, working hard to recover. He's still not himself. Uh, He talked to a friend of his. A friend of his said that they chatted on the phone. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, His friend said he finally picked up the phone. Uh, Okay. Uh, he's doing well, and, you know, we're just giving him the privacy, and we can't wait for his return. That was his co-star from They Clone Tyrone, John Boyega. Well, thank you, John. Now, I thought he was a lot farther along than that. I mean, his daughter told everyone to stop with the conspiracy theories, and that he was doing fine, and in fact, he was playing pickleball. And this was a while ago now. This was in April, uh, you know, a month ago, over a month ago. That uh, he was recovering and uh, he was, you know, in fact, playing pickleball. It doesn't sound like he's playing pickleball, but I hope that he does. I hope it all works out. I want him back to being Jamie Foxx as only Jamie Foxx can be. Then we have uh, congratulations are in order for Taylor Swift and uh, Austin Butler. You remember Austin from the Elvis movie. Uh, They have both been invited to join the... Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences. Yes, that's great. The Oscars group said that it's extended offers to 398 artists and execs, one more than last year, who have distinguished themselves for their contributions to motion pictures. The list includes actors, directors, writers, producers, musicians, executive artists, reps, publicists, and below-the-liners such as casting directors, cinematographers, costume designers, film editors, makeup artists, and hairstylists, production designers, and sound pros. I must have missed my invitation. (laughs) I didn't get one. 
Uh, I'd like to become a member of the Academy of Motion Pictures and Arts and Sciences, but I'm not on the list. At least I looked at the list and I didn't see my name. So I missed, uh, I'm not on there. Either I didn't respond to the right email or they mailed it to the wrong address. I don't know. (laughs) But uh, I'm not on this list. It's interesting though, I saw some of the people on the list that I thought would have already been members. Uh, uh, Robert John Davi, the uh, under actors. I mean, he's the one that did the uh, Hunter Biden movie. Uh, he's not a part of that yet, so it's kind of strange they're letting him in on that, but good for good for him. Um, was there someone else I think I saw on this list that I thought? Oh, Paul Reiser. I thought, well, that's why isn't he already a member? Anyway, so uh, good for them. Now, there were 18 people invited to join the Academy of Music's branch, uh, the uh, music branch, Taylor Swift, The Weeknd, and David Byrne. How is David Byrne not a part of this? I mean, come on now. Now, Taylor and The Weeknd, uh, you know, I understand that. But David Byrne, he's not a part of that yet. What are we doing, Academy? What are we doing? And James Gunn, speaking of the Academy, James Gunn has found his Superman and Lois Lane. So after his lengthy search, we have a new Superman and a new Lois Lane. It's going to star in the Superman Legacy, the film that will launch DC's new universe under writer-director Gunn and his DC Studios co-boss Peter Safran. All right, David Corrin's what? And Rachel Abraznahan are going to be uh, the new stars. David Corenswe is going to be Superman. And Rachel Abraznahan is going to be Lois Lane. The Superman Legacy release date is uh, next year. Uh, well, no, July 2025. Oh, my gosh. Two years away. Woof. Kidding me. Uh, they're expected to film uh, early next year, and the casting uh, will continue for characters such as Lex Luthor and the superheroes The Authority, who are expected to debut in Legacy before toplining their own film. Um, I, I'm, I'm happy to be Lex Luthor, James. Uh, call me, or you can email me chewingthefat at theblaze.com. <laughs> uh, I'll be, I'll be your new. Uh, your new Lex Luthor, no problem. So the project uh, will be the first film fully produced under Gunn and Saffron's tenure. The Flash was released under the newly minted studio Heads. Uh, that movie has not done that well, and apparently they claim that it's plagued by poor publicity. Of course it was poor publicity. That's what it is. Yeah, that's what it is. You remember Rachel, though, uh, who is now uh, cast to be uh, Lois Lane. She was in uh, Marvelous Miss Maisel. And she was in House of Cards. Uh, 19 episodes in House of Cards. I forgot about that. She was a call girl in House of Cards. Oh, we got to talk about Kevin Spacey, too. He's got a trial starting in uh, London. I got Kevin Spacey news. We'll get to that. Uh, that reminded me. And then uh, David is really only known for one show. I mean, I, I'm not sure all the stuff that he's done before. But I know he was in uh, We Own This City. And he was up for a couple of awards for that. Remember, that was the show uh, with the corruption in uh, the Baltimore Police Department. That was really good. I enjoyed the heck out of that show. And it starred, really, John uh, Bernthal. If you remember John, he was uh, Rick's brother in The Walking Dead. And many more great characters. But just since uh, this is uh, the home of Talking Walking Dead, John played Rick's brother in The Walking Dead. And who knows if it's ever going to get filmed. Because we have the writers on strike. 
And we have the Screen Actors Guild, American Federation of Television and Radio Artists, SAG-AFTRA, are probably going to go on strike here in the next couple of days. They uh, have written a, uh, a strongly worded letter to union leadership urging the negotiations committee not to settle with the Hollywood studios on a deal that does not represent their demands, according to them. The letter... Uh, expresses concern that this is an unprecedented inflection point in our industry and what might be considered a good deal in any other years is simply not enough. We feel that our wages, our craft, our creative freedom, and the power of our union have all been undermined in the last decade. We need to reverse those trajectories. Wow. So some big names, uh, Merrill, Jennifer Lawrence, I'm sorry, Meryl Streep, you know who I was talking about. Jennifer Lawrence, Quinta Brunson, Rami Malek, Julia Louise-Dreyfus, Brendan Fraser, Neil Patrick Harris, Ben Steeler, Amy Schumer are among more than the 300 top-tier actors to sign the letter, according to a source. Okay, so uh, SAG-AFTRA, look up the strike with the writers' studio. So that movie may never be made. We may never see another show again. Well, a new show. A lot of repeats. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. So who died today? Who died today? And it's not any, anyone in particular. I mean, it is, but it is a sad story. But I'm putting it under who died today because, you know, they all died. Uh, Jimmy Johnson, the NASCAR driver, his mother-in-law shot herself after she called 911 to report that she had shot her husband and her grandson, the 11-year-old grandson. Holy cow. How sad is that? Just really, 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 really terrible. Uh, police officers heard the mother-in-law of uh, the NASCAR star kill herself after they arrived. Uh, Muskegee police officers in Oklahoma reported hearing a single gunshot as they arrived at the home of Terry Lynn Janaway. So they, you know, urged anyone on the property to step outside. Nobody did. So they all, they searched the house. And uh, cops say that she called 911 and there was a woman with a gun and she hung up and then the police arrived and she shot herself when they arrived they are you know she's being treated uh as the suspect in the shooting and they have yet to disclose the possible motives uh just whacked out of her mind i'm not sure uh i don't, know, I don't think you have a motive of killing your husband your grandchild and yourself i mean holy cow what a sad sad story jimmy was supposed to race this weekend he obviously will not uh, I don't think they've made a public comment. They may have by now. This happened uh, a couple days ago. And um, just really sad. And it made me think uh, that Jimmy, and this is this sounds terrible, but hey, this is chewing the fat. So I'm just going to go with it, okay? Just remember, this is chewing the fat. and This is what I do here on chewing the fat. Um, this was his mother-in-law, right, that went off the deep end 
and killed hubby and the grandson uh which is was his nephew was jimmy's nephew by the way not his boy uh not one of his children um but uh makes you kind of concerned about your wife uh sometimes the apple doesn't fall far from the tree and i'm not saying that she could do something like this i'm just saying that maybe what made mom could be affecting the wife too uh may he may start looking at her a little different and i don't know that i would blame him all right all right hey uh, on a different note the small business administration lost more than 200 billion dollars to fraud how about that huh yeah yay so uh only 200 billion though only 200 billion of waste and abuse as it rushed to get pandemic aid out the door through programs like the Paycheck Protection Program. Uh, good. I mean, an overwhelming number of fraudsters drawn by the allure of easy money took advantage of funding designed for struggling small businesses. Wait, what? Yeah, I know. I know it's a surprise. So according to this, uh, the Small Business Administration dispersed uh, PPP and Economic Injury Disaster Loans 1.2 trillion dollars. trillion. I wish I would have gotten some of that. Uh, 17% was the percent lost to fraud, waste, and other abuses. The number of indictments as a result of oversight from the Office of the Inspector General of the SBA. That's good. The Office, the result of oversight from the Office of the Inspector General of the Small Business Administration said that uh, 1,111 indictments have resulted from this. So there's still still some out there to be had. So if you're one of the people who were part of the fraud game during the uh, Paycheck Protection Program, (laughs) uh, good luck. Good luck because they're looking for you now. They're looking for you now. I mean, I can't believe that uh, people actually tried to tried to take advantage of a program like that but they did and uh good luck good luck to you also i see where uh ford is uh cutting a thousand jobs uh because i wonder why they're cutting jobs they're all in on electric cars right i mean that's that's their deal we're going all in on electric cars oh wait what they're losing what three billion dollars on the electric cars huh huh they're losing three billion dollars wow so now uh the company's current operating costs are seven eight billion dollars higher than any competitor which has forced the company to say bye-bye to a lot of employees and that's special that is special so it's going to impact at least a thousand salaried employees in north america with white collar jobs in its electric vehicle and software programming departments some employees in florida's gas engine and commercial vehicle divisions will be axed yeah to make it look good but it ain't really gonna be them (laughs) uh they may move some people from the electric side to the gas side to cover their losses of the people they want to get rid of on the gas side but it's uh that's what's happening (laughs) now they laid off three thousand positions i don't know over the past year already 
And they claim right now that uh, they will not see their money back until 2030, maybe. And I would say they're never going to see their money back. Uh, it just isn't going. People don't want them. I'm sorry. They're going to. They're driving us to them, making us uh, have them as best they can. But we don't want them. We don't want them. But Ford is even saying their CEO Jim Farley that they're not going to see profitability in their EVs for at least a few years. I would say never. And last month he said the cost of making an EV right now might not be equal to that of internal combustion vehicles until after 2030. Yeah, that's not going to happen. That's not going to happen. So you, I mean, they're not good at, going to admit it with this administration, but it's time that they give up on the EVs. Uh, just holy cow. And they're all in. They're all in because Joe's going to continue to give them money. Wow. And maybe we can get with... Uh, I see where uh, Larry Ellison uh, made a splash uh, in the middle of this month when he became the third richest person in the world. And he kicked off uh, Jeff Bezos. But uh, no. Uh, Jeff Bezos said, uh, excuse me, uh, no, uh, you need to move out of the way, please. I am the third richest person in the world. And I, you know, I'm going to try to get back to being the number one richest person in the world. But right now I'm just number three. So his fortune rose $2 billion this week, <laughs> which pushed him to $152 billion. So Ellison, sadly, and I know I'm going to, I'm starting to well up a little bit in my left eye. Uh, he's only worth uh, $147.8 billion. And so he dropped down to fourth place. I know, it's sad. It's so sad. Elon's still number one, and Bernard Arna is uh, number two, and those two battle back and forth depending on stock prices. But uh, for right now, uh, Elon, uh, Bernard Arna, and Jeff Bezos, and then Ellison uh, coming in at a distant, a distant number four. <laughs> mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, I mentioned Kevin Spacey, and uh, yes, he's back in court. The uh, the story, I love the story. He uh, was dressed in his dark blue suit, light blue shirt, and pink tie. He strode confidently into court and was called by his full name. He was asked if he was Kevin Spacey Fowler. I am. He stood behind a window in the dock. Spacey, 63, uh, pleaded not guilty to a dozen charges, including sexual assault, indecent assault, and causing a person to engage in penetrative penetrative, penetrative sexual activity without consent. Uh, Wow. Uh, I am sure the defendant will be gratified to know that many of you will know his name and have seen his films, said Justice Mark Wall. Uh, Spacey nodded and smiled. The first 14 jurors, included two alternates, called by name, were seated without objection from the prosecution or defense. 
the remaining 13 were excused. And they talk about how the jurors were dressed. And uh, the jurors were clad in a mix of business and casual attire. Two women wore dresses and two men had suits and ties. One man wore a black denim jacket and a bearded man had a weathered Superman t-shirt stretched across his midsection. <laughs> okay, great. Uh, he didn't seem very well groomed and looked like he was in need of a haircut. Uh, Spacey stood with his hands clasped behind his back as the nine men and five women were sworn in as jurors to hear evidence in the case expected to last four weeks in the Southwark Crown Court. Wow. Opening statements are scheduled for tomorrow, which is uh, the 30th of June, 2023. If you're listening live, today is the 29th of June, 2023. We'll see. This case is amazing. I mean, this case could uh, actually make or break Kevin, right? I mean, they're saying that, uh, look, this he with this case, he either uh, is back and Hollywood welcomes him and says, hey, sorry about it, Kevin. Sorry about it. Or it says, oh, we knew it. And then that's, you know, he's done again, right? I and mean, everyone loved Kevin's work always. The guy was awesome uh, as an actor, loved all his work. But, uh, you know, he was part of, got tied up in the Me Too movement and uh, what's his face rap. Uh, how's that going, by the way? Oh, it's, it's not around anymore. Um, but I was listening to a new podcast from uh, my friends, uh, Phelan Macklear and Ann McElhinney, uh for their Underreported Story Society. And they have a new podcast uh, series started up and running called the limelight kevin spacey trial unfiltered and so they're gonna break they've started to break down episode one uh is the only one that's been released i believe they're releasing uh one today or tomorrow and then another one the first part of next week so uh you'll have something other than me to listen to and uh, really fascinating it's going to break down the entire kevin spacey trial how it started episode one lets you know uh, what was going on around the whole time of kevin spacey and how we believe that he's such a dirtbag and a douchebag and how we got roped into that and then we're you know we'll start covering because not everything is as it seems huh 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 Huh. I mean, we talked about so much of this before, and even the Anthony Rapp case, I mean, that story was so weird from the beginning to end, and they delve into that a little bit about how that actually happened and how this assault that he claimed Kevin did on him, I mean, to me, it didn't seem like assault at all, at all. But uh, then we heard we've heard a, a ton of other stories of things that we just were just stories about Kevin to make him look bad. And I'm hoping, you know, and I'm sure that they will uh, talk about that in their podcast, uh, The Limelight, the Kevin Spacey Trial Unfiltered. I'm hoping to talk to uh, either Phelan or Ann uh, sometime in the near future about this podcast because really fascinating. And I love all the, the backstory information about the cases. And so I'm really looking forward to uh, listening to the series. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm a fan of Kevin and I want him to, you know, if he's a douchebag, he's a douchebag. You can quote me on that. Look, if you're a douchebag, you're a douchebag. I got it. But if you're just being portrayed as one, cause one guy thought he was assaulted. And then we have an avalanche of, uh, of people alleging things against you, which aren't true or misconstrued a, a different way than they should have been. It should be brought to light. 
and we should our rush to judgment in uh, this country these days is wow i mean you are we've talked about it before how many times you are guilty until proven innocent and i know this trial is in london and the united kingdom so it's not in america i know it's a different rule but here in america and worldwide really uh you are innocent until proven guilty oh no that's not the way it works that's right that's only here in america and that's not even true now you are definitely guilty definitely if we think you're guilty we don't even give you the one little iota of a presumption of innocence until you prove it to us that's not the way it's supposed to work here in america for sure uh you we're supposed to look at even when people tell us stuff outside of this country we should have the mindset of innocent until proven guilty because that's us that's america that's what we stand for is it though jeff is it because that's the question i get asked is it is that what we stand for that's what we're supposed to stand for that's uh, so the justice is supposed to be blind <laughs> uh, uh, kill me i kill me okay i want to leave you with something this isn't a joke of the day it's more of a thought of the day okay uh i kind of like the new term that's in this thought of the day and it's under the heading of strategy and success okay so perfectionism can make people ambitious but Holding yourself to impossibly high standards can have negative consequences to your well-being. Instead, embrace the concept of flossom or finding a way to embrace your imperfections and turn them into advantages. So maybe you needed to hear that today. How about you embrace the concept of flossom? Okay, find a way to embrace your imperfections and turn them into advantages. You can follow me on Twitter at JeffyJFR, Facebook and Instagram is Jeff Fisher Radio. You can always email the show, ChewingTheFatAtTheBlaze.com. You can follow me on YouTube, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. You can even order a cameo from me at JeffyJFR. That's not free, but uh, I'll be telling me whether you want me to be sad, mad, glad, happy, mad, mean. And uh, that's what the deal is, okay? So that's at JeffyJFR on cameo. Is that it? We're done. I'm out of here. Hey, don't forget, embrace Flossom. Stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.